Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Hello, everyone. Before we get to today's episode, I want to just briefly explain what you're actually about to hear. See, the first weekend in August, all five of us got to go to Austin, Texas for RTX. Now, you've probably heard about us putting on a live show, and the live show did happen, and it was wonderful, and that episode, if you didn't get a chance to watch it in person or on Mixer, will be released as an audio episode a little further down the line. But we did something else. We got together on our own to play our regular game in person with each other for the first time in pretty much a couple of years. And definitely the first time ever that all five of us sat down to play D&D without an audience, but in the same room. So what you're about to hear is a little unique. We're all sitting around the same table, rolling real dice, playing a real game in our campaign. Obviously, that presented a few acoustical challenges. So the audio quality you're about to hear, it's not bad, but it's not up to our normal high quality specifications. So we hope that you can forgive a little bit of echo and maybe a little bit of roughness in the audio for what I think is the the joyful experience of being able to listen to us play as a group without lag, without heavy editing to try to get around issues and, and just be able to play a normal game around a table. So please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drums. I'm just going to cut y'all off because we're all in the same room here you in can our do that. Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't I do that... I didn't touch you! I know, right? <laughs> oh god, she touched me. There's touch. This touch. is Cure Wounds. Sorry. Oh my Short god! Nail. You know, now when I like say I'm going to lick my finger and stick it in your ear to cure your wounds, I'm really going to do that this oh, time. Oh shit! I am so happy I'm the DM right Why now. Why am I right next to her? <laughs> so you love me. For those That's of you true. who are wondering, oh, I gotta turn that down a little bit. You I, just way I, I, I did, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've been adjusting mine on the fly here. That's all right. I'm I'm gonna do that too. So for those of you who are wondering about. Uh, the difference in audio quality and are not quite aware of what's going on. We are all here at RTX. We're all here in the same room. And in a few hours, we're going to go do our live game, which is fun and exciting. But we thought it'd be also fun to have a little bit more of an intimate game, like a real game of people just sitting around at a table playing D&D. And so here we are. So the audio quality might be slightly different from what you're used to, but we're hoping that the, the the quality of the banter and the people being here all together will make up for it. It's like season one audio. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it, not that bad. No, because nothing as bad as me sitting in my kitchen with a shitty mic. <laughs> with, the, with your parents' phone ringing in the background. Well, if you want, I can arrange oh, for my parents <laughs> to call so right. we have the uh, <laughs> so we authentic experience. Yeah. So let me let me give the recap because this game will be in canon. So our heroes last time woke up 
and found Ekthiarn there with Seekin, and they have been invited to his grove. He must leave for a few days, no more than three, and requires Seekin to protect the heart tree at the center of his grove while he is gone. Seekin has asked you all to help, and they agree, you've all agreed to provide offensive power and offensive prowess against anything that might come to destroy the grove. You've spent the day examining the area. Seekin has used his druid powers to block off the northern part of this grove with a dense thicket of thorns and bramble. Travancore has placed traps in the southern section, holes that would be easy to fall a leg into and break things. Jonathan and Carlton have upended the bag of holding <laughs> and examined what's inside and found a couple of extra items that they didn't know that they had. And what? the group now settles in to wait to see what might happen. And that is where we begin today. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, also known as Oba Crazy. And today I am drinking something I just found in the condo fridge. Sioux City <laughs> Prickly Pear Cider, because the cider wars. And I've already had some, and it is delicious and purple. And I am just happy to be standing here playing with all of you. I'm going to hand it on over to Bernice Q. Burns so she can try it. Mmm! That's good. Give it, give it back. Give it back. Uh, I just realized, like, the moment you held that up, I was like, oh, my God, we're together. And I can now try everything they're drinking. I know, right? So what are you drinking that we can all um, try? This is a something that the members of this condo lovingly, like, thought I would just adore in there, right? I am drinking the Salty Lady, which is a tart and refreshing goes by Martin House Brewing Company. And we're going to... Live, live tasting. Super live tasting. We get to see the reaction on her face in real time. Oh, yes. Mm. (laughs) Oh, yes. All right. That's two out of five so far. Too much try. I will in a second. (laughs) Carlton, what are you drinking? So it's been quite some time since I had an entry into the Cider Wars, but I'm back, babies, with Central Market's Organic Honey Crisps Apple Cider. Ooh. Unfiltered. Mmm. It's good stuff. And Just like us. <laughs> almost. I do edit. And I am drinking it out of the 32-gallon, or 32-ounce jug. Yeah, the 32-gallon yeah. yeah. one that we had to truck in. Yeah, 32-ounce jug. It's a big old... I mean, really... It's, it's carlton size. I was about to say, yeah, Carlton would have no problem with that. And, and you've got I think Barney just stole it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good, right? Totally gone now. That shit's so good. Oh, yes, please. Well, while you're trying out that... Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Muscular. and today I'm returning to the origin of the Cider Wars, the Ace Perry Craft Cider. This is my favorite cider. I don't drink it as much these days, but I figured special dispensation for this, right. and uh, I just love it so much. Here we go. Cheers. Ooh. Mm. Cheers. Salute. And, and it matches me. Yes. We <laughs> I had some of this the other day uh, when we went pool swimmies, and it's re- yeah, really good. Uh, and... Today's shot of fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to a couple of lovely people who are helping us out today. Uh, We have Ethan and Izzy, and they're going to be taking care of us and just rolling support, and we really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. They're right here, too. I can can just thank them right here. Yeah. They're specifically here not just to offer support, but they're taking pictures and video. We won't have a full video of this game, but if you are a member of our Patreon, you will be able to see behind-the-scenes video and pictures of this awesome once-a-year gathering, basically, or once every two years. Because, dare I say... The the reason we are super excited, because it has literally been two years, Travancore, here you are, at the table with us. What are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. 
Travancore's choice would imply that Travancore actually chose this, but rather <laughs> handed to me by by our good buddy Izzy, friend of the show, who is here in the audience, and it's this is Babe Rosé with bubbles. It is wine in a can, and the description on the side of this is so amazing that I have to read it for you guys. Hey, you guys, you look great. Love your face. Have you lost weight? Let's be honest. Someone had to create a bubbly rosé that was delicious, and most of all, so us. You're welcome. Love you, miss you, hate you, love you, mean it. Oh my god. Yeah. Who's it brewed by? Oh, yes, I, I have to read that. California Rosé Carbonated Wine, bottled by, yes, Queen, in, <laughs> in Modesto, California. Wow. And because we're all in the same place, and because I've ne- I haven't opened this yet, live tasting, live, live tasting. There we go. That's the most queer eye for the straight guy drink that I have ever heard. Ooh, I love that show. It's, it's a great show. It's that was fun. A... It's a sparkling wine. I, I kind of enjoy it. I think maybe I should have the pair beforehand, but like, because it's messing with the flavor a little bit. But on its own, I think it's very enjoyable, and it's it's me in a can. It me, Lauren. It oh, me. I'd have that with hand you. over. Yeah, hand over jacket. You, can, I can yeah. totally picture Travancore in a bathrobe, like at the end of the day, like oh, fuck these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> over nice soap. <laughs> Just like. In his, he's just like laying on the bear, like he's just laying on shadow as if it is a chair, and he's just like drinking the rosé. Like. Nah, it's like he's got the modrons outside the bathroom, and he's got, he's like, and they're just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and then yep. they're like, he's soaking. It's, it's that time. <laughs> well, none one of, of them you inside filing his toenails. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> the other one, the uh, was it uh, no, Felix the Peta Pedron? He's got all tentacles mis- massaging. Yeah. <laughs> so we got one Modron for Manny, one Modron for Petty. Yep. There you go. Modron for neck and shoulders. <laughs> you have the full, we'll have to program that into to- the next year. We are totally, I'm getting, Mo- getting a Modron massage when we go back to the pocket I house. I guess we just written to the canon that the Modron's like, Travancore the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the one who looks after them. Yeah, I mean, one of them pokes, gets poked in the eye by one of us all the time. <laughs> I don't true. know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, and well, also on the behind the scenes, you get to see our lovely face masks. Our face masks, which we need to, I need to get a wet washcloth. So how do you is, say- it, is it time to take off? It's time to yeah. take off. All right. Well, then oh, I will set the scene while you take this off because for, unfortunately, you are not safe in your pocket house at the moment. You are in a, an admittedly gorgeous grove. Even those of you not of the natural persuasion have been taken by just the the ambience of nature that's here, the soft grass, this gorgeous heart tree that's in the middle of this open area. And while we don't, we mostly play theater of the mind, I have drawn a little bit of a basic map here on our our wet arrays. So you have the basic idea. There's the heart tree in the middle. It's a big weeping willow. It's branches reaching almost all the way to the ground. And in a 40 foot radius around this tree, it is basically open, soft green grass. At the edges of that clearing is where the the actual grove begins, the thick, giant redwoods that are, while not difficult to get through, certainly not open field. To the north is where the Seekin has set up his bramble wall, and it's impressive. He's worked on this thing almost all day, and you think without some sort of high-level magic, like you could, you know about Misty Step or doing some stuff to get through this, it would be very difficult for anything to get through. To the south, in the trees, Travancore has set up his holes, uh, but currently to the east and the west, it is just the trees. Um, it's getting towards the end of the day. You've basically taken all day to, to do this, to examine the area. Uh, Jonathan has been casting Identify on a bunch of stuff coming out of the bag of holding. Seekin is basically tapped out for the day. 
with the exception of be, being able to stay up and watch, uh, what would you like to do? Uh, Bernie is washing Carlton's face because Carlton's face is all muddy. <laughs> I don't understand. You're not doing anything in the mud today. It's uh, it's like my face is a magnet for mud. It's just my natural order. I mean, it, the Feywild's weird. I'm just going to blame it on Feywild. I just don't... Where, where is all of... There's no mud here. Where is all of this coming from? <laughs> hey, Feywild's weird. This is his magic, is he creates mud. Yeah. <laughs> That's not spellcaster with you a capital S. Did I part of your nose, yeah. See? Pretty. Thank you. See, I would do it myself, but there's no mirrors in the Feywild. Yeah. How about the rest of you? What's... Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to kind of, like, uh, set his eyes to the west, and then he's going to say to Bucks, Hey, Bucks, this is going to... This could be dangerous, but if you could fly out towards the east... Uh, stay within range and just watch out for anything coming that way. Okay. That way, we have both of those areas covered. Uh, how you, you doing? All right, buddy. You doing good? He seems to be doing okay. He, right. he like uh, like Shadow, like your all your animal companions, and and you especially Travancore. There's there's a sense here that your your animals like, and it feels comfortable. And they are especially worried about the idea of an incursion into this so private of natural spaces. So he's more than happy to go take a look. Um, do you want him to just perch and keep an eye, or do you want him to just take a look and come back? Uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, go fly out and perch. Uh, and if you feel like you want to like circle, just stay within 100 feet. And if you want to, but stay to the to the east. Okay. He'll go off and do that. Go ahead and roll a perception check for Bucks, and then a perception check for you, since you said you're looking off to the west. Okay. Um... Wow, all right. Since he has advantage on the perception check, that is a natural 20. First one of the day. First one of the day. So that is that translates to a 23 for Bucks. All right. He sees plenty of animals that he would expect to see in a forest. Small rodents of multiple kinds, birds. There's uh, what he thinks might be a deer off in the distance, maybe two or three, maybe a, a, a family of deer. It seems to be a regular alive forest, but nothing catches his eye that is either out of the ordinary or worrying. How about your check? Wait, any rodents of unusual size? No. He does not see any rodents of unusual size. Um, This is actually pretty good. Perception is going to be 18. Okay. Same thing. You look out. The the one advantage to the fact that the sun never really sets is you don't have to worry too much Mm -hmm. about looking out into dark forest. And you you don't see quite as many animals as Bucks. Obviously, his trained eye can see prey a little bit better. But you do see the occasional squirrel. Uh, you see some bugs flirting about. You do hear birds. But nothing else really catches your eye. Well, that's good. All quiet on the uh, western and eastern fronts. I think Travancore is going to flag down Seek and ask him a question. Yeah, hi. <laughs> so, Seek and... I, I got this inkling from, from what I felt from the tree. Is there any way you could talk to the trees? Oh, kinda. I don't. I don't really talk to them. I just gotta feel what how they're doing, and I can I can convince them to do things that they do like grow. I can make things grow. That's how I did all that. Although I'm kind of tapped out for that, but I can. I don't really like talk talk. I just kind of commune. Do you want me? Do you want me to do some communing? Yeah, let me know how they feel. Oh, all right. He goes padding on over. Do you have a specific area you want him to commune with? Um, maybe just the north, like the area he was working in, because those are the trees that are going to have seen the most, okay. I imagine. 
yeah, he goes wandering on over to a redwood that is currently just wrapped in vines and leaves and huge thorns. And some of these, it's all rose bushes, but they they change in color. Like he started with these yellows and then there's reds over here and there's greens over here and blues. And it's, it's a riot of gorgeous color. And he walks up to one of the trees and he just reaches out without without a care to touch the tree. And for a moment you're like, oh God, all the... the the, all the spiky bits, but he seems to know exactly where to put his hands to avoid all of the vines and roots and thorns. <coughs> Touches the tree, closes his eyes. Uh, itchy. Itchy. When we're done here, I'm gonna have to uh, get rid of all this because, like, it, it makes him itchy. Uh. It's not bad. He's okay. But, eh. Yeah, knowing it's not going to do very much against bark, Travancore is going to scratch the tree a little bit. <laughs> it's uncomfortable because it's bark. Right. But you scratch the tree. Seekin closes his eyes again and goes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. A little lower, too much. Lower, He's enjoying this a little too much there. To left, to left, to left. Yeah. All right. Just happening. As a creator, I never regret the choice to world, world build. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he lets go of the tree again and looks at He's like, eh. That's it's about. Did you have like a question or I don't know if I can really ask anything, but I can. I can. That's all I felt. I, mean, I have a lot of questions, and I don't know a lot of the opportunity to ask them again. But I don't know. Like, I just want to know, like, are they always been trees? Are they been something else? Or like, or what is their experience here? What is life like here? I'm, I have so many questions actually. That's a lot of questions. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. I'm not sure how much answers you're gonna get. That's why I wanted to get a more of a general feel. But try. Uh, right now, I kind of can't because ah. I've been like this. Yeah, you've been busy, man. I need a I need a little bit of a, a sleep. But ask we're kind of stuck here for a couple of days. Ask me tomorrow, like after I've had some time to sleep, and and then then I can do some talking. Then then there's actual like I can't just feel I can actually talk, and I can I can ask some questions. That's fair. Travancore understands the mechanics of spellcasting and knows that she gets trapped out, but personally feels like he's been eight bold. <laughs> Bernie's gonna saunter and be like, um, I have a, like, kind of specific question. Can you ask the trees if they would mind if I did something? It kind of depends. I mean, I can't really ask them too much right now. I, I can talk to them again tomorrow. Right now, I can just kind of feel. But, like, what, 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 well, what, what? So, I was going to put a glyph on one of them to protect them. But that's, like, magic on them. Not, like, on a rock. Yeah. Do you think they'd be okay with that? Well, well, what would the glyph do? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, it's Every once in a while, Seekin actually asks very good questions. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is we didn't. That's actually where we're at right now. <laughs> um, so I can do, actually, I was going to cast Glyph of Warding, and I was going to cast it on one of the trees that is, like, kind of in the front area because <coughs> it has a 10-foot... If you, oh, hold on. Can we pretend it doesn't require a diamond? <laughs> What's the, co- the material cost of the diamond? 200 gold. You probably have that in your bag. It's okay. the 500 gold piece diamond you're currently missing. But 200, I believe you've got, you've got two, let me put it this way. You've got 200 pieces of gold. So, and you would have been able to buy some diamonds. So that's, yeah. that's how I'm kind of, it will require that component, but um, 
But no, I would say you would have something like that. So the idea is you choose a cert, you can put it on something, and it covers an area of service no larger than 10 feet. So basically a 10-foot circle around one of the trees is and, what she wants to do. And what does it do? Uh, we are going to do explosive runes. And when you say explosive runes, Seekin's face kind of falls a little bit. He's like, uh... Well, I... Hold on. Uh, um, I think... So, uh, when triggered, the glyph erupts with magical energy in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on the glyph. The sphere spreads around corners. Each creature in the area must make a dex saving throw or take 5d8 acid, cold fire, lightning, or thunder damage on a failed throw. You get to choose or half as much on a successful one. Well, okay. Well, the tree you put it on is going to be fine. But, like, all the trees in a 20-foot radius, they're not going to be happy about that. Mm, that's true. What's the tree radius look like right before we hit the, like, grassy area? The grassy area is completely barren of trees except for the heart tree in the middle. And then once you reach 40 feet out from that tree, that's where the tree line starts. It's a hard tree line, and trees are pretty much within... Seven to ten feet of each other. It is a densely packed forest, which you would know. You you snaked your way through. In my head, I had that reversed. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. I was like working for. So, oh, okay. Um, can Bernie find a rock anywhere? Absolutely. She's gonna cast the glyph of warding on a rock, and we've got what to the south of us. We've got our. We've got Travancore's uh, trapped holes to the south, and uh, you've got Seekin's wall of thorns to the north. But the west and the east are currently pretty unguarded as far as any anything obvious. Yeah, Jonathan the Magic Muscular, uh, if you notice this. Yeah, and, and and I say, yeah, I've I've got things that I can do for at least to stop people coming in from the west. Uh, and then if they manage to get by that, it'll it'll be a little bit easier to blast them. Right now, the only thing looking out the east is bucks. Bernie is going to go to the east and she is going to place her little rock with her glyph of warding kind of right there. Okay. Or do you want it in a specific square? Um, I feel like that's easier for radius, like 5, 10. 15, that, that works. So, 5, 10, 15, 20. so about 20 feet away from the heart tree to the uh, yeah. east. And then we are going to say, what do you guys think? Do you guys think I should make it be lightning or thunder or acid or cold or fire i think or... the trees would survive the cold better than a fire yeah well her or... thing now won't hit any of the trees yeah it will only hit but the... if i start a fire it is right 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 i think uh i've got kind of got fire covered so i would say maybe a different type yeah yeah cold or yeah, thunder. Exactly. oh my god that's terrifying yeah <laughs> for those of you listening at home I'm currently doing one of those gel sheet masks. How long do you have to keep it on for? Until I can't stand it anymore. Okay. Uh, probably next couple minutes. And um, it's like Silence of the Lambs, but with skincare. <laughs> it's a very apt way of putting it. This is what yeah. happens when we try to do a game before we do a live game, and all of us are, you know, we're, we're an audio podcast. We're an yeah. audio podcast. So yeah. what they all know, I've already said many times, I'm usually in my pajamas ready for bed when we do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, it is, uh, we start at 11 a.m., so this I is know, exciting. I'm, I'm happy. Um, all right, so you've yeah. placed your glyph, um, and you'll just make it, you'll just keep... It'll be up to you to remember what you used, but it sounds like it's... What were we going to use? Uh, I think we're going to do cold, because it cold. could probably slow down Ooh. maybe anybody. All right. And uh, and the trigger is anything that... Ten, anything in a 10-foot radius, and then it erupts into a 20-foot radius. Okay. Okay. I, I think to Bucks, hey, Bucks, 
don't fly near this rock, please. <laughs> and thank you. Oh, and in, in order to detect it at all, uh, they have to make an intelligence saving throw against my spell save DC. Excellent. And that you place it, and how long is it? I don't think that's concentration. Takes an hour to to do it, and I okay. think it just chills there for until dispelled. Until dispelled. Okay. Until triggered or dispelled. Excellent. So we're going to have to, if this doesn't get triggered during this battle, we're going to mm. have to go back and be like, if XPRN comes back in the grove, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> hey guys, I'm back from ba- uh, Bali. He's all like in a swim trunk, sled screen um, on his nose. And that is <laughs> yeah. three spell. Something, something tells you, Birdie, as nice of a spell as this is, and as powerful a spell as this is, chances are our god will be able to tell and won't be surprised by it. Fair. So you, you don't think that's going to be a problem. All right, Bernie places this glyph. Anything else you guys like to do? Or it's it's getting towards the end of the day. It's been a good 12 hours now since you've woken up, done all of this stuff. So long rests could start to happen if you want. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, probably the smart thing to do. Did anybody use any spell slots today besides me? Uh, I did mage armor. Yeah. And other than that, I bas- basically I have like big stuff for some of my new spells. And one of them in particular is going to be very effective at walling this off. Yeah. Without much use of force. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. It's a wall of force. It's a, wall of force. <laughs> it's a force wall? Yeah. It's a, it's a wall is the force. force wall a wall of force or is it's it a, a force wall? Can the force wall be with you? Force cave? Yeah. Do we want to block a house? Uh, no. No, I want to be I here. Think we should keep watch. Okay. I would hate to wake up like we did. Yeah, we had uh, one job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to be the babysitter that invites her boyfriend over. That never ends well. No. Well, yeah, we don't want to wake up and find a murder seeking. It's like, haha, suckers. <laughs> oh, that would be so bad. All right. So who's sleeping? Who's watching? Uh, I'll stuff? take first because you all were doing some stuff while I was getting pampered. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take first watch. Okay. I can do second. I will take third. That's enough for me to get long rest, right? And Jonathan, yeah, you muscular roll. Bring up the rear. You need uh, eight hours, and it can be interrupted by a battle or by doing watches or stuff as long as the interruption doesn't last more than an hour. That's that's official in the book, so that's what I go by. So cool. so you guys can take watches. Um, Seekin will ask if you, he wants you to... You, you want me to join you for one of these? You want me to grab some sleep, and I could be ready to talk to some trees tomorrow. Uh, why, don't yeah. you, why don't you get some rest? Yeah. 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 Seekin tomorrow could be... Tomorrow's, okay. tomorrow's your day to shine. That's right. Oh. Okay, we, we've got a couple more days, maybe. He said, like, two, three days, right? Right. So, okay. Seekin is going to go curl up uh, basically under the willow tree. He doesn't have a pack. He doesn't have... He's got a pack with him, but it doesn't seem like he's got a bedroll or anything. And he's just going to curl up in the dirt under the tree. And uh, When I see him do I'm like, hey, do you want my bedroll? Because I have my hammock. And he what? opens his eyes and goes, eh, and falls. Okay. What does he have in his backpack? Is it just, like, seeds, dirt, and leaves? Do you want to ask him? He no, might. no. I'm just wondering. He puts it down next to him and he curls up. Is he using it as a pillow? No. So it's just next to him? It's just next to him. I want to take a look in the pack. <laughs> All right. Are you trying to do it without him knowing? Yeah. Can you do it without Bernie knowing? You're sleeping. Uh, maybe not yet. We're just bedding down for the night. Would friend. you like to wait until everyone has gone to sleep? <laughs> yes. To do this. Okay. You wait about an hour. Everybody beds down. How? Just for my own knowledge... Where would you guys like to bet down? Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to sleep near the uh, the west end of the willow tree. So he's going to be close to the willow tree uh, to the west. Okay. East. 
Travacore is actually going to sleep right here towards the middle, towards his traps, because they figure if he hears one of those go off while he sleeps, he'll know exactly where they are and have a better idea where the location is. And then when I eventually do bed down uh, towards the southeast is where I envision putting up my hammock. Okay. Well, kind of in the trees. Yeah, because that's where Ectheron said I could do it. Sure. All right. You wait about an hour. It takes for everybody to to settle into a good sleep. And then if you'd like to try, go ahead. Very quietly. I'm going to just, I'm not going to like dump it out. I just want to like open it up and take a peek. Yeah. Give me a stealth check. Well, shit. Natural 20. Everybody drink. Everybody drink. So that's a 23. Excellent. Um, Does anyone have a... I don't think anyone has a passive perception over 23. No. Okay. Uh, You have a passive perception enough to end my sleep as you're doing this. You can feel me judging me. (laughs) I think I felt you judging me regardless, but it's like... He decided to ignore it. Yeah. It's Carlton. He's just... Like, I'm not going to take his stuff. I just want to know, like, if he's going to be here with us. I need to see what resources we have available. Sure. All right, you creep on over and you slide open the. It, it's a well-worn pack. It's still in good repair and everything, but it's it's a good-sized backpack with nice leather straps on it that looks like it has seen years and years of use. You slide everything open, kind of look inside. You see a lot of leather bags about the size of a grapefruit, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, you see a random collection of rations. Mm-hmm. There is um, that piece of bark that he had pulled out. It, it was a bark, and it looked like a, a almost a wand that now you know is the thing that he used to plane shift. Yeah. That's gone, but that piece of bark is still in there. And there's a little leather-bound book. Cool. Is there anything you would like to examine further? Nope. I can, now that I uh, have seen that there's, like, it's all stuff that looks normal, nothing that really... It's crazy. I can then just say, hey, you what you know, got in there? You don't know what's in the little, the leather pouches? Carlton um, knows not to press his luck. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's up to you. So you... Yeah, yeah. It's like, up. I just wanted to see if there was anything, like, very blatant, like, oh, we need to do this. Uh, but, like, all that kind of stuff, we can just chat with him tomorrow. I mean, it, and if he had had, like, the head of a tree somehow in there, we'd be like, oh, wow. He really, he pulled, he pulled a fast one on us this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, no, no, he's got a necklace. No, no, of, hold on. A necklace of ears. No, 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 I qualified no, no, no. it with saying. No, I'm no botanist. <laughs> I'm no bot. Yeah, I may uh, be a lowly uh, historian here. Tell me what part of the tree is ahead. <laughs> so I kind of imagined that statement like as sort of a, a generality. That's why I said ahead of a tree somehow. But if okay, if you're gonna make it quantify it, I'm gonna say like not a little twee branch. But uh, one of the bigger, thicker branches that got other branches on it. I don't know how he would fit that in there, but that's... Like, if you were to, like, decapitate a tree, I feel like that would be it. Many trees are big, but some are small. I guess yeah, that could, could be work. Like, oh, it could be a little like tree. When you, like, oh my gosh, you can do a baby tree? Like, with, like, a pine tree, like a Christmas tree, where you used to, like, cut... Old times, they used to just cut the tops off of pine trees to make right. Christmas trees. Mm. That's like, key tap. Yeah, okay. That's a really good example. Yeah. yeah. Just, a, just houses just a, filled just with decapitated t- trees is what you can now think about at Christmas. <laughs> so, so Travancore, would that can be considered a skinning a tree as a, as a now newly minted druid? What do you think? Oh, man. Uh, it's problematic for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, I don't know about skinning because it still has most of its bark. Play. It's well, definitely some sort of... Like, dismemberment of some kind, for certain. I guess if it's bark, like, if it's the outer layer of bark, is that just, like, a really rough exfoliation? I mean, it might be. I mean, you'd be uh, you'd be revealing uh, bark's uh, freshest layer. 
parts. Well, I need to you consult can... my wife's aunt who actually <laughs> studied zoology and botany and taught them in school. And in game, you guys can consult Seekin in the morning when he can yeah. apparently talk to Shreys again. But for now, Carl and you pack up the pack again. Um, as you continue to watch, go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, let's try this die. Uh, so that's an 11 on the die, so perception will be a 17. Okay, where are you taking this watch? I know we got the glyph here, uh, and so I'm kind of putting myself... Uh, we got the Wall of Thorns to the north, the glyph to the east. Uh, so I'm going to kind of position myself like a little to like a little southeast... Kind of so I can kind of keep an eye on the west or southwest, sorry. So I can keep an eye on like the western portion, which isn't wall of forced yet. Yeah. And where we just have regular traps. So I'm kind of projecting that way. Sure. I'll occasionally kind of like, if I hear a critter or something, kind of divert my attention for a few minutes in the opposite direction, but mainly focusing on the southwest. Okay. As you stand there for a while, it's quiet. You hear crickets, you hear night birds, you hear just the gentle rustling of the forest as wind blows through. It's kind of all very comforting in a way. It's very natural and normal. And that kind of makes you happy in a way because you feel like if there was anything horrible coming on through, the natural world would alert you first. And then off to the west, kind of almost directly off to the west, you see a figure and they're not trying to be stealthy. It looks like a little elven girl um, with bright orange hair, golden skin. It looks like actually one of the Eladrin that you saw in Mithrendian mm-hmm. comes not running, but like kind of jogging up to one of the trees right near the, at the grove, stops and kind of holds onto a tree, is looking at you with wide eyes. And you kind of make eye contact just as she reaches the tree. Okay. And I go, Blue, get burning. And I go, I wave to the girl. Make an intelligence check for Blue. Oh, no. <laughs> nope, that's a two on the die, and I'm pretty sure he has negative. You put Blue down. Um, I, I, I was hoping he would know who Bernie was yeah. at this point. The question is, does your puppy know what go get Bernie is in this case? So for the moment, you put Blue down, and he immediately starts to just smell around in a circle around you. Oh, uh, he's got to go. You wave at this little girl, and she looks scared and then, like, backs away. And then you hear from behind her a, a female voice call out and say, No, Jane, no, 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 no. And then another Aladrin appears, uh, this time an, an adult Aladrin, also bright, like, flaming red hair, the bright skin. They both seem to be in, like, tattered clothing. She comes running up to the small child and grabs her, looks at you, and they both start to back away. I go, and I, I kind of project so I like can wake these people up. Hello! Everybody roll perception checks. Project, project. Do you just continue to stand there? Uh, and I'm gonna like kind of go to them and like friendly like. What'd you guys get? Uh, that'd be a fifteen for me. Twenty-three. Uh, Twelve. Jonathan, you're still asleep. The two of you <sighs> wake up. The two of you get woken up by that hello, and then you approach where they are. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, I don't have my weapons drawn. You know, I'm like. We're cool. Hi, hi, little girl. Hello. For every 10 steps you take, they kind of take two or three hesitant steps back. The woman, as you get to within about 10, 15 feet of the edge of the the forest, the woman kind of pushes the child behind her and looks at you and says, You didn't think anybody else would be here. There's not supposed to be anyone in Ekthiarn's Grove. I I guess I'm close enough to hear her liking me. I say in Elvish... Don't worry, Ekthiar knows we're here and he asked us to be here. Uh, she kind of looks over at you and she calms a little bit, being an Eladrin and now seeing an elf. Uh, but she still stays kind of with the child behind her and then looks looks at you guys and says, 
How long has he been gone? Uh, um, not long. He's, you know, you got errands to run, man. He can't be here all the time, so we're here. It's uh, we, and it's safe, and he'll be back really soon. Is there a message that we can take? From no, 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 no. Did no, you need no, something? No, 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 no. Uh, Jonathan, at this point, you wake up. No, those are my sandwiches. Hey, hey what? No. Come up, Jonathan, match muscular. No, no, no this, this is fine. But this is a mistake. We're really sorry. Um, no, so you... And they turn and they run. That was weird. You can see them running off into back, like. Out towards the grove? Do you can just we, let them go, or do you follow? I think we let them go. Can I incite that to see if that was a distraction? Sure. All right. Ooh, that okay. is a, Yeah, but I don't think we have any bonuses to that. Where's my insight? Oh, I do have bonuses. Wisdom. Shit. It's like wisdom base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a 19. Was that, was that a fucked up distraction that we all fell for? It didn't feel like a distraction. You're, you're a little unsure. It was hard to see, and you, you're a little unsure if there were other motivations, but it didn't feel like like they were here and gone so quick that you just take a quick look around, and you're like, if this was a distraction, this is the worst distraction ever. Which direction did they run to again? Back to the west. Back they the came west. from okay, the so west. At they... least they were in the one direction that doesn't have anything. That might yeah, they didn't get brambled, they didn't okay. get exploded, and they yeah. didn't yeah. get uh, trapped. But they may have been scowling. Like, they, they may have known that that was the they, way in. Yeah. They may have, well, one, they may have been scouting and know that was the way in, but two, seeing if Ekderon was here yet, and if yeah. he was gone, planning whatever they're planning. Right. Yeah. I've heard tale of people using children as a diversion. Yeah. To let your guard down. Damn it, I fell for it! That seems <laughs> topical. That's okay, I fell for Jonathan it. Jonathan the Magimuscular, as much as he wants to, is like, kind of like, well, it, it looks like they needed help. We have a job. Yeah, that's right. We have it, like... This we, is our yeah, we can't leave this tree no. to seek and to defend by himself. Yeah, we can... Like I said before, we'd get lost in the Feywild doing good and righting wrongs. Like, there's enough to keep us busy for a lifetime, but our focus has to be this grove. Let the beholder come to us. Fair. Alright, so you're not going to follow? You're going to stay here? Yeah. Yep. Uh, are any of you heading back to sleep, or... Because at this point, it's only been, like, two hours into your watch. I'll, I'll say, guys, I'll, I'll shout if there's anything else. Yeah, uh, get your rest. All right. Um, how much longer does, Tra- does Charlton have on his watch? Um, if you're each taking a portion, uh, it's actually probably about over because you need to be doing two hours yeah, for an eight hour. Yeah. So, so I guess I'll I'll tap him out. I'll, right. I'll tag in. Okay. Uh, you might want to kind of. I was just kind of watching this end, but now that we know people, you might want to kind of do like a perimeter scout. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna make it a point to sort of walk a, like halfway between the tree and make like a. What Bucks's rest situation? Like, does he just take whatever I do, or can he stay up and he, help? He can, but just like any of your animal companions, um, if they don't get a long rest, they'll be exhausted the next day. Okay, all right. Um, That's fine. So unless you tell me otherwise, all of your animal companions, I assume, sleep with you and wake with you. So, okay, yep. All right. All right, uh, I'm going to head to my hammock and kind of plop in, and, like, I'll take a uh, storm. So your hammock is actually in the tree? It's, like, like, right on the tree line. Okay. Uh, and then I'll kind of take Storm's Fury and, like, push it on the ground and give me a little bit of a rock motion. Sure. And then I'll, like, I'll have my shield like this and on my chest with my, with Storm's Fury kind of, like, planted right next to me, my hand on it. Oh, that's how we'll bury you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The rest of you bed down near the trees. Uh, Travancore, where would you like to set up your watch? So I'm thinking, like, everything else other than West has, like, a, um has like something going on the west is kind of open and vulnerable so i think i'm gonna prioritize the west but what i may do is actually have myself like over here and then shadow like over here so that way you can double like 
potentially our vision and handle that weak spot. So if either We're of here and here for our listeners at home. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. To the west. So the west is one southwest area. So and tra- and yeah. yeah. So Travancore will be southwest. Shadow will be northwest. Sure. All right. Uh, as your watch begins, I'd like the two of you to roll perception checks. Okie doke. Did you draw a little rock with a glyph on it? Yeah. That is amazing. Okay, 16 for Travancore. Okay. It sort of looks like two potatoes. <laughs> 13 for Shadow. <laughs> but Excellent. That, that notion ridiculous. Who have two potatoes? For yeah, for a little while. Two potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get into that again. No, we're so not. The rest it's of the episode. whole bit. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of two potatoes, now just look like boobs. Great. <laughs> I like boobs. For boobs a while, everything is quiet. Once again, you can hear the, the birds and the, the, the kind of the gentle nightlife. And you're like hyper vigilant for the West, because not only do you know that's the least guarded, but that seems to be where these creatures have come from, and, and now you're kind of on your guard. Uh, Carlton, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. Oh, here we go. And now it pops off. Ooh, oh, wonderful. Uh, that's going to be a six. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, it's, it's been an honor playing with you all. <laughs> she can't kill us before our live game. She can and she will. Oh my god, that face. (laughs) Remember, it's future canon. She's rolling dice like crazy over there. Listeners be worried. You take 31 psychic damage. Oh my god, jeez. That sounds like a beholder to me. Okay. The music at the end of Sonic 3. You are considered... So it... I'm going to say it startles you awake. (laughs) No one takes that much damage without being startled awake. And there's something wrong. It's not just the damage. Like, oh, God. It's it's damage in your head and kind of on the side of your head. And at the moment, every time you make a ability check or an attack roll, you need to roll a d4 and subtract that amount. So I'm baned. Yeah. No, but it's essentially you're, you're at the moment. At the moment, it's the same kind of effect. Right, I'm just writing Bane for my notes to yeah. remember to. It's not quite the same effect, but it has. A... As, <laughs> as like, you awaken, as you awaken, shaken by this this horrible pain in your head, and you look over to the side of the hammock, like wildly, like where this has come from, and that small uh, ladrin child that you had seen earlier that had run with the the woman is standing there, her hand on your side. She looks covered in blood and freaked out, sees you awaken, takes off and runs back into the forest. Guys, that little girl just fucked with my head. What, 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 what? what? Uh, We can all roll initiative. Roll initiative. All right, this is brand new dice. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. 
The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on August 26th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. R-A-P-E-M-A-X-I-S-L-O-G-C-A-R-R. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. That I'm really initiated. Oh, with. Uh, okay. well, that, yeah, makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I would love. Ah! Since we are not on roll twenty, I would love if somebody would track initiative for me. Okay, hold on. We can make I got a little. It. You can just uh, do it right. Uh, make sure you roll in the thing for yeah. the sound. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you can put me at a five. Okay. That's good. Monster. Did you think of the Monstars from... Hell yeah, I did. Uh, Come on and slam, and welcome to Ectiarn's Grove, bitches! Alright, so we have Monstars at five. Uh, that's Bernie. an eight. That's a straight eight. Bernie has, Bernie has an eight. Eleven. Eleven. Nineteen for Travancore, six for Shadow. Okay, so... Good thing someone rolled well. Well, I have advantage on these things, so that helps. Uh, then Bernie... Uh, JMM is 14, hey, and then yes. Trav. What are you proficient in? Uh, in what regard? Head? Everything? Nothing anymore. What are your proficiencies? So, I am proficient in martial weapons. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, shields, light and medium armor. And what about your, just your skills? Oh, uh, my skill proficiency. Okay. Uh, animal handling, athletics, intimidation, perception, survival, and pan flute. <laughs> okay. You could be wait, a martial. Hold on. How are you? I thought no. Wait, you have a a bard that in the game we play that's proficient in. You're proficient in pan flute. Yeah, yeah. from my background. Yeah. yeah. I played it once. He did. It wasn't very good, so I put it away for yeah. a while. Yeah. Okay. He's still rolled. Okay. Because <laughs> JMM like might have joined in with, on a ukulele. Yeah. 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 The two of you had a little jam session. It wasn't. It wasn't bard-worthy, but neither of you are bards. No. Okay, who's first? Uh, first up is going to be Travancore 19. Did you want saving throws as well, or just abilities? Uh, no. Okay. Just, okay. Uh, so, Travancore, I will say that you hear this, okay. because you are currently awake. Got and it. So, you you didn't notice her do it, but you now see her, as you turn at Carlton's cry, you see Carlton waking up, and you see this uh, Eladrin <coughs> girl run off into the forest to the southeast. Am I going to be the guy who just keeps attacking kids? Yes, you yes. are. All right, fine. Do it. That's, uh, so... Do it. She's probably uh, older than all of us. Yeah, that's true. We all know what she actually... My mind has been melted! All right, so Javikora is going to let loose a regular so arrow at Isilgal. Sure. It's advantage on the initial attack. It's Isilgal! Throw it into the fire! Well, what is Every it? time. Every Seven. time. I want to yell it every time, and this time I did. <laughs> oh, plus two. That's, that seems a little high. That's second, you're right. Hey, this will go benefit. Oh, it is. That is it. So it's going to be a 19. That hits. Cool. That's going to do 11 damage. All right. 
It skims past her shoulder, gouging in pretty deep. Yeah. Anything else? See, Travis Corbin is like down here somewhere. I think that's where he bedded down. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna make sure he's like line of sight, like where she's running exactly. So southeast, I guess, would be over here. Yeah. So you can move your full, and you, and you feel like you should because the trees here are thick enough that it's, you were basically able to get a shot off because she wasn't able to move that far into the forest. All right. Um. I'm done. Uh, next up is Jonathan the Magimuscular with a Magimuscular 14. You do wake up prone on the ground. Oh, huh, huh, huh. Okay, from there, there. Wall of Force. And okay. I'm going to cast my uh, Wall of Force, and it's 10, 10 by 10 panels. So it's going to go from, there's one. So two, you're placing them basically to the west. Right. Uh, three, four, five, uh, six. Seven, eight, and then nine over here, and I guess ten would be over over in the so the north and southern portions have walls stick going into the grove. Sure. But, so there's a ten foot barrier that's that's cut that part off. Okay. And do you want to get up at all, or? Yeah, I'll uh, use half my movement to get up, and then I will take. I'll I'll just move closer, like next, right next to the tree. Okay. Uh, Oh, Bucks needed to roll initiative. Or do you just want him to go with Yeah, me? just have him go okay. on yours. Uh, Bucks uh, awakens, and I'm like, Bucks, cover the east. And, or, yeah, cover, no, cover the south. And Bucks takes off, and it's going to end up uh, over here. Basically at the tree line to the south? At the okay. tree line. He's going to perch on a tree and look around. So he can make a perception check. You don't see the threat yet. You just, uh, I'll say because you see where Travancore is moving to, you can assume where it's coming from and place the wall of force. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll need that perception check to see what's right. going on. Uh, that is going to be a uh, 18. He thinks he sees a figure running to the southeast. Um, it's darting through trees, though, so it's it's hard to pin down. Uh, Bucks transmits this and JMMELs. We got someone running southeast, uh, running through the trees. Uh, uh, they're making a beeline away. Just be careful. Okay. Who's next? Uh, next is Carlton on 11. Um, how far away is she from me now? She is, she's your action, so she has moved 30 feet. Has moved that far. But you are considered prone because right. you're in your hammock. I know you have a ton of movement, though. Yeah, I got 40 feet, so... What I'll do then is, well, one, I'm raging, because now I'm real mad. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to pop out, so that's half my movement, so i got 20 feet left. I will run 10 feet, so now she's within 20 feet of me. Yep. And I'm going to chuck a hand axe at her. Okay. Uh, that's going to miss, I'm assuming, a... So it's two on the die, because of my bane effect. Uh, an 11. Well, so you don't... It's not a negative four. Did you actually roll a d4? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, an 11 is not going to hit by her head. Yeah. She's a little shorter. Like, in your franticness, you just go too high. Yeah. Uh, and then I will come back 10 feet to the hammock tree line and kind of just duck on the other side of the hammock there. All right. Uh, really and quick. have uh, Storm's Fury ready in my hand and uh, my shield. Fifth level spell, wall of force. Thanks, guys. Gun <laughs> fireball. There's a fireball. All right. Who's next? Uh, next up is Bernie at eight. Uh... Am I within 30 feet of everyone? Um, uh, you were sleeping by the tree, then no. You're only going to be within 30 feet of Jonathan. Uh, because Travancore would have gotten pretty close to the tree line uh, near where Carlton is. And they that's more than 30 feet away. Now, you could probably move to within 30 feet of everybody. Okay. How- I, you'd probably have to, yeah, go like halfway yeah. between the two. Yeah. 
Bernie's gonna skirt around the radius of her own spell. Out of out of curiosity, though, what is your movement? Because you do have to spend half of it standing up. Uh, my movement is thirty feet, I think. Uh, then yes, you'll yeah. have enough. You can stand up and basically the rest of your 25. movement. Twenty five. Sure, sure. <laughs> Close enough. We know she's on Coco Snoot, so that she 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 would be Coco Snoot. Well, no, she's no, sleeping because you need to get up and mount. Yeah, so. I need to get. So we'll just yeah we'll split the difference. Yeah, um, and she's gonna cast aid. Uh, so it's gonna go on all of her compatriots, and she's gonna pray to Bay that she doesn't need it. Your spell boosts your ally's toughness up to three creatures. Carlton, Travancore, Jonathan, the Magic Muscular. Yay, um, thank you. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increases by five. Ooh, uh, For nice. the duration. Nice. 83. It lasts eight hours. Wow. <laughs> nice. So you're 83, right. you're 78, yep. and you are, if you get up to your, you'd be one of six at your current maximum, but you get five points. Yeah, right. So 76. Good move. Yeah. I thought, hey. JMM has more hit points than jo- uh, Carlton, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is hilarious. You now have the same amount of hit points as your compatriots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That thirty, 30, that 30 point will do to you, Jesus. <laughs> to your tank when he's not when he can't he's not sl- angry sleeping. Is there anything else? Can I angry sleep? Is that a thing? No. Damn. No. Rage sleep. <laughs> for six, I'll <laughs> say you could go to sleep raging for six seconds. Okay. And then <laughs> just that, that'd be hilarious. Just sitting there like. In <laughs> It's like a very angry version of narcolepsy, like And for so six mad. seconds you would still be raging. You would rage sleep so hard. Anything it's else? like being the Hulk. It is yeah. literally the Hulk. It's ang ang nar narcolanger. Sure. Narcolanger. Alright. You can um, bonus actions or uh am I gonna do anything as a bonus action? No. Bernie's gonna have Coco Snoot hide next to the tree. Okay. Coco Snoot will saddle up next to the tree. Uh, next up is Shadow on six. Hmm. Okay. So Shadow is brought by Eric to Travancore, I guess. Um, I don't know if he wants to go chasing after after this um, this uh, lady. She's already in the woods, right? Like 30 feet or whatever? She is about 40 feet into the woods because she moved. Yeah. Carlton moved closer to her, tried to check a hand axe, and then moved back. So uh, Carlton's on the edge of the tree line. Way. She's about 40 feet <coughs> into the tree. Back. Alright, here's what Shadow's gonna do. Shadow's gonna move towards Bernie and he's gonna ready like a bite. So if anything comes near Bernie or happens to come on there, he's gonna attack right away. Sure. So we'll put the Joanna and Justin um die right here next to Next to Bernie. This is you right here? No, I'm right here. You're right here. Gotcha. Alright. So Shadow's gonna help you out. Anything else? That's it. Alright. Uh finally it is the Monsters on by. Okay. Bottom of the round. Um Did you say with an S, plural? Monstars. He yes. said. I, that's what I said. Team Monstars is going. They're going to do some sick basketball moves. <laughs> going to try to show up our style. And then Bernie's going to bust out like a uniform and a basketball, and she'd be like, that's right, motherfuckers, this is what we do. <laughs> At the table no, of bay. She could make her cloak into a basketball uniform. I can do that now. Can, can as a free action, Bernie make her cloak, make her look like, uh, what's the... Uh, Twin Squad? Toon Squad, Toon Squad, yeah. Sure. Toon squad. <laughs> we'll say that you can do that. Through, yeah. As a free action, Bernie is suddenly cosplaying as the Toon Squad. And you don't know why, because this is a very serious situation. <laughs> All right. No ancestral memories there. Travancore has no idea what that is. <laughs> the young uh, uh, Aladrin that had attacked you, Carlton, moves 20 more feet away. Mm-hmm. And from the tr- she moves up to a tree. 
And from behind that tree, another figure appears. It's another Eladrin, but it's not the one that you recognize. Not the woman. Not the woman. It is. It seems to be a male, dead-eyed, uh, also the red flaming hair and the golden skin of an Eladrin. Looks the same kind of ragged clothes, but seems to almost be just casual about stepping out. Looks at you, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, dear. All right, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving uh, and throw. then a d4 on that, right? Uh, negative d4, yes. Great. Uh, so that's a three on the die. Uh, so that's a five. Excellent. So you have been charmed. Of course he has. Uh, because you've been dominated. Oh, oh fuck. The, the man that steps out from behind the tree looks at you. It's your friend. Mm-hmm. And he says, come with us. And then the two figures move another 20 feet off yeah. into the woods. That's all that happens. What's uh, next? Top of the round. Uh, is there anyone else after five? No. Okay. Top of the round is Travancore. So, seeing this, I don't know if Travancore knows enough about this or not. Can can you re-charm, Can you cast Charm Person on someone that's already charmed right now? You would do a contested charm check, in my opinion. And so you would okay. see if you could override one charm with another. It would be difficult... But you could try, and this is... Yeah, this is the first time I'm ever casting this. I think maybe I'll leave this to the other spellcasters and focus on what I'm good at. Errors. The uppercase spellcasters. Yeah. <laughs> you, also, you also, while you've heard this gentleman say... I would say you heard the gentleman say, come with us, because it was loud enough for Carlton to hear. You don't necessarily know that Carlton's... That anything's Charmed. wrong with Carlton. Right. That's fair. All right. I, I figured that's why JMM would have had the opportunity to so, spell, because he, yeah. the, he, this is all outside... He wouldn't have known that the spell was cast. Right. Not necessarily, no. You right. also, I, I would say, you don't have direct line of sight on this creature. That, that, again, right. yeah. yeah. So the fellow who said this to, uh, to Carl, he's within my visual activity. I'm going to say no. You can see the, you were tracking the, the, the child. The other one stepped out from behind a tree and is technically behind cover for most of you. Do but it. you would know he's there because you heard him, but you can't see him. Gotcha. All right. Well, doing what I should have done the first round, I'm going to hunters mark this girl. And, uh, Damn, son. <laughs> oh, sorry, kid. You're going to die. Yeah. And we're going to have a conversation about um, culture at a later time. But you know what? Hunter's mark, and I'm going to launch. You know what? I am going to use my sharpshooter feet on this. Let's uh, let's take this kid down. So I'm going to take a five penalty to my, my dice roll. Sure. Here we go. This is a regular dice roll. Ah, uh, well, nice. So five plus seven. That's gonna be a twelve. Sadly, oh, nope. Dang it. Goes well. you. You are firing as you hear yeah. this other voice, and as you're that registering that, oh wait, there's a second creature out there. Um, it distracts you enough that your shot goes wide. Yeah. Okay. Um, leave the girl's marked, and if I have to find her, I can find her. She's done. All right. All right. Uh, next is JMM. Uh, Jonathan the Muscular kind of doesn't really know what's going on. So he's going to stay put and cast uh, Major Armor on himself. Sure. And uh, Bucks is going to try and... Bucks is going to head to the east through the trees okay. and see if he can uh, track down, like, see what's going on. Uh, how far does he want to go? Uh, he Let's go 20 feet that way. Okay. 20 feet to the west. 20 feet to the west. So I'll say from there what he can easily see without a roll is he can see this this young elven girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go ahead and, unless he wants to move further, go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, let's go ahead and move another 10 feet, but he's he's going to try and, like, super silence his wings as he goes. Okay. Uh, roll a stealth check. Uh, that's going to be 19. He, he's, he's so quiet, you can't hear him. Uh, and then go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, that is going to be an 18. 
He can see the male Eladrin that seems to be next to this this young girl. Uh-huh. He thinks he also sees something like 50, 60 feet further into the tree line. Uh, Can't quite make out what it is. As I get this Im- these images in my head, okay, there's a dude with that, that girl, and then there's also something else. We can't tell. It's even further out into the woods. Um, so yeah, this really isn't over at all. There's more shit coming. Jonathan, I'm supposed to drill out. Okay. Carlton. It's, Carlton. Yes. I'm, you need to go yes. next to... Um, it's attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks at the D4, right? The target must roll a D4 and subtract the number rolled from any ability check or attack roll it makes. Ability check. So not, so not saving throws. Uh, no, it's just ability check, but you rolled like a two. I roll. Yeah, it would have been a six. No, no. <laughs> you would not. Oh, no, All right. Carlton, you're not well, rolling anything. Uh, I am walking to him. I'm going to walk by forty feet, and I'm going to second wind while I'm doing it. No, as a bonus section. I'll... You're dominated. You're dominated. Oh. You cannot. You're not. He didn't say I couldn't. He didn't say I couldn't. Like get help. Like. All right. He also didn't say you could. Uh, you. What's your full movement speed? Uh, maximum or just, just movement. Forty feet is Excellent. my regular move speed. I would like you to move. So you're going to move 40. and dash. Move and dash. So I'm there, 80. Excellent. You are now next to the two of them. Yeah. And the gentleman looks at you and says, come with us. And okay, friend. Bye, guys. I'm 80 feet from the tree line. That's okay. You're still within range. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm double checking whether you get a saving throw at the end of your turn or not. I don't trust the big die anymore. Don't do anything. Don't. No, that's... That, it's, it's been fucking you over good. As they say in the song, it done you wrong. It, it oh. hates nope. you. You're done. Anything else? No? Who's next? My turn, right? Yes, uh, yes it is Bernie's turn next. Sorry. Bernie sees down. all of this after he has just tried to attack them and suddenly isn't, I assume, because she's facing oh, yeah, the same gone. direction. Yeah, your rage is gone. Uh, you, you do see him run off. But he, no, he no longer seems angry. He, and he sheathed his weapon. He no longer seems like he's attacking anything. Bernie just goes, not this shit again! And she's going to cast Dispel Magic, which has a range of 120 feet, and she's going to cast it as a fourth level spell. All right, I need you to roll. When you cast a spell using a slot of fourth level or higher, you automatically end the effects of a spell on the target if the spell's level is equal or less than the level of the spell slot you use. Yes. If it is not, however... You still have to roll... I, what does it say? Because uh, this is not fourth level or higher. Or uh, not fourth level or lower, I'm sorry. It, it, I guess I assume you roll because it doesn't have anything else. So DC equals 10 plus the spell slot. All right. Go ahead and... Uh, using your spell casting ability. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, bay. Go ahead and uh, roll to see if you dispel it. Okay, that's oh, a nice... Nice. Praise bay. That's a 19 plus 9, which would be 28. Do I dispel this? You do dispel it. Carlton, you come back to your senses and you're just standing next to these two creatures. And she says, Carlton, come back right now. But it's not my turn. I don't care. That's what she's going to say to you. <laughs> that makes sense for her to say. And you can't right. do anything until your turn. <laughs> right. You're going to leave my orc alone. And you're going to go. You can go now or you can stay and die. Those are your options. But you're not taking anybody with you. Anything else? That's it. All right. All right. Shadow. All right. So these guys are too far up at this point, right? The shadow can't get there in one turn. They're 80 feet into the forest. Yeah, he's got the dash to Plus, get there. And I don't think it's a good idea for Shadow to run into the forest now. Especially now the Carlton is no longer uh, dominated. Yeah, don't go into um, the forest. So, yeah, he's going to stick the original plan. He's going to hang out, you know, ready to attack in case anyone comes anywhere near Bernie. Okay. And he's done. All right. Uh, most dies. Okay. 
uh, the little girl is going to touch you on the shoulder and say, no, don't leave us. And I need you to make a wisdom saving curve. God damn it, not again. <laughs> not not the, okay, so this, 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 this is the small die, that's very fair. Fuck you, level up. Oh, oh no. <laughs> roll? What'd you roll? Oh, Lord. It's a five total. All right. Oh. Uh, you're going to take some damage. Oh, okay. Cool. I can, do, I can deal with damage. I mean, it seems like everything they've done has a secondary effect, so hopefully, yeah, it's just damage. I look at us, be so excited for this panel when we walk up and we're like, hey, so Carl. Here's my new character. Yeah. Carlton's dead. You take 33 psychic damage. Ooh. Oh no. Um, and that D four that you're subtracting from any ability check or attack roll. D six now. It's now a D six. Did oh. my dispel magic actually dispel the other D four things? No. No, it's no. stacked. Damn it. That is not a, something that can be dispelled. Sadly, she grabs your hand. She grabs you by the arm. She does this. The other creature, the male Aladrin next to you, is going to move thirty feet. Basically to the east, so that they're separated by about 30 feet. All right, I'm going to take that kind of opportunity. Uh, sure, but your weapon is sheathed. I didn't say it. I just put it up on my thing. You didn't say it. You said I you said sheathed, you sheathed your weapon right. because you were no longer attacking them. You can take an unarmed strike at him if you'd like. Yeah, I'm going to five-finger slap five finger face slap him. Absolutely. Well, that's right. You're proficient in that. You are. proficient in the five-finger face slap, but now... All right, uh, so that's a 14, so nine... Plus nine is 18 to hit. You do hit him. Yay. Right. You punch him before he can walk away. And that's oh, going to be... Uh, ooh, max damage. Uh, so 11 points of bludgeoning. A mighty what? slap. No. <laughs> no. You hit him and he doesn't seem to react. He takes some damage. You see like a, a bruise and stuff appear, but it doesn't do nearly as much as... You yeah, I, I just... Just big old orc hand slap it across the face. Yeah. Well, that was... So that was its turn. Yep. I am done. All right, Trevor. All right, regular plain Jane Arrow into this kid. Sure. Let's see. I'm murdering a kid today. Uh, so, fun fact about the 19. For Issel Gall, it counts as a crit. Excellent. Up top. Officially, on the dice roll, if others were curious, so a 19 plus 12 is a 37. That's 37. You I want that on the record. It's a 37 hit. So, it's going to be two die eight. How are die eight from somebody? And uh, uh, your hunter mark. And it's Hunter's Mark, so let so me get a... 2d6 as well. Here we go. Yep, thank you very much. Let's roll a bunch of die all at once. Here we go. Damn, son. All right, you got three plus one. That's four. Plus two is six. Plus eight is 14 damage. Excellent. Plus your modifier. Plus your... Yeah. Oh, right. Plus the modifier. Oh, yeah. So five to that. So 19. 19, 19 damage. damage. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This time That's the arrow nice. sinks in. Uh, Carlton, roll me a perception check. Uh, take a d6 off of that. <laughs> oh. Uh, so that's going to be a two... <laughs> Plus my perception, that's going to be an 8. He hits her. It's yeah. a solid hit. It is. <laughs> Anything else? Does it break her concentration? What's she concentrating on? Fucking me up. <laughs> She's not concentrating on that. Oh, dear. No, like, she keeps, like, wanting to hit me. I want her to hit somebody else now. Oh, like, like being distracted? Yeah. No. Okay. Are you just literally hoping that she'll start attacking Travancore? Because that's what I'm getting at. That pretty much sounds like to me. <laughs> Travancore, is there anything else you'd like to do? He hurts you more uh, than I do. That's a lot. Um, she's still up, so um, he's going to keep her hunter's mark, and he's going to finish his turn. Excellent. Actually, wait, wait. I lied. How, they're up. No, I'm going to range up. I'm almost, no, I'm done. I'm going to stay put. Like, my arrow can reach them for a while. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, next is Jonathan that's muscular. Uh, now that uh, if he gets... So people are, like, right here. If, so if he gets here, can he see the action? Uh, you can try. Oh, Carlton's actually not here. Okay. He's out. 80 feet. Out. You are 80 feet out into the yep. woods. Yep. Travancore is at the... At the 
Yeah, you're 80 feet out into the woods next to the little girl mm-hmm. and 30 feet away from the guy. Travancore is at the tree line 80 feet away, and the rest of you are further back than that. So uh, the rest of you know that there's shit going on, but you can't quite see it. Okay. Uh, in that case, I am going to... Oh. Every little thing he does oh, is magic. <laughs> so I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is just going to move up next to Travancore. Okay. Uh, you can roll a perception check from there, see what you can see. Okay. Because the, the woods are thick. Uh, that is going to be 16. You can see the little girl next to, like, Carlton is a beacon in the woods. It's easy to find him and your friend, and you see the familiar sight of the little girl next to him. Okay. Let's, uh, well, I see her. I was like, ah, target acquired. Right. Uh, and I'm going to uh, squeeze off some scorching rays. Uh, let's say at uh, third level. So it'd be an extra ray. Uh, here we go. That's a crit. Whoa! Whoa! Okay. So, so one of them is max damage. Drink. Nice. Drink. Uh, so, so far we have uh, my lowest one is a 21. That hits. All right. I get one more since I cast it at a higher level. Uh, Damn, 19. All right. All four of them hit. Excellent. All right. So first... We're going to do the three that aren't crits. So it's just going to be... I've, I've got the same dice. Okay. <laughs> uh, so three that aren't crits are these. Oh, Jesus. That's a lot of sixes. That's awesome. Wait, are all the letters on the The letters are sixes, six? yeah. Wow. So that's 12, 24, 28. And then for the crit one... Uh, that's going to be another 12. So 45 damage. Nice. Wow. So, Carlton, roll a perception check. Carlton's like, oh my god. This, the, the all right, all right so that's going to be uh, 16 on the dive, 22 perception. Um, she takes it full force, and you can see she starts to dissolve. Oh. The figure is still standing there. I don't want to go. Not, for a moment, you're horrified. You, no, you're shut like, your... Shut no. For a moment, awful. you're horrified because <laughs> all of you see this girl melting. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end when the, the, they all, all the Nazis start to melt. Except it's not, uh, you know, it's not blood, it's not Is bone. it like slimy? It's it's a little gelatiny. It's like a yeah. jello mold in front of you is is dissolving. It's not completely gone. But John, the actual see. player, now knows what I'm facing. Yeah. yeah. I had a fe- I like honestly, like I don't know what does that, but I was I was getting an idea that these were some sort of thing that was carrying somebody else's power. Yeah. All right. So. But uh, yeah, it's a grievous wound, and while it doesn't like it doesn't cry out in pain, it doesn't physically react. You can see it. It took that damage. Yeah. You see. You see a bunch of rays out of the uh, out of the side and uh, just impact this thing full force. Bucks is actually going to I'm gonna say Bucks, uh, watch the wall. And Bucks is actually gonna fly right back to the tree and have a look. The heart tree? The heart tree. Excellent. Uh, and get a twenty two. Um so he's watching to the west through your wall of force. Doesn't see anything. Okay. Doesn't see anything that would concern him. Okay. And Jonathan the muscular son is Carlson's turn. You're still uh, right next to the girl. You're 30 feet away from yep. the guy. Uh, and I got a pile of goop right next to me. Oh, uh, the girl is not a pile of goop. She's oh, still... She's, she's not dead? No. Oh. No, no. She is still animated. She is uh, She is more jelly than child gotcha. at this point. But, but not, still... not, not the completely zone. All right, I misunderstood. Cool. That's Guess why that... I clarified. I yes. didn't want you to accidental attack of opportunity. <laughs> no, I am going to uh, grab Storm's Fury. 
And I'm going to hit the semi-goop. Sure. Nope. So that was a natural one. Uh, Why do you miss Carlton? So it's mostly like I see this grievance, like this fire hits this girl and kind of like it starts turning goopy. And I'm like, "Uh, no. And I'm like more concerned with like wiping the goop off of me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just got my face did. I just got this clean. <laughs> Bernie's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> I'm so more afraid mad. of Bernie being mad at me about having being dirty than I am about this little goop that's melting my mind. What's nice is that I would assume you would be just worried because she's melting like a Nazi would in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> that means I think both you, of those are legitimate concerns. Does the thought just suddenly, despite not being in our world, you go, huh, oh, I wonder if she's a Nazi. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. Uh, but I have a second attack. Good. You do have a second attack. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's three on the die. Uh, that'll be a 12 that misses. No, that still misses. Now you are... Cons- like, you actually hear Bernie. It, like, oh, gosh, she's melting. What is going on? What's-? And and that distracts you enough that when you realize that she's right. Oh, God, this is weird. And you, you just... And then I'm going to bonus action second wind. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to get back ten hit points. Four. Oh, bless me. Who's next? Uh, next is Bernie. All right. Speaking uh, of Blessed Bay. Well, let's see. What is the range on my... Are You are not in 30 feet of me. No, no, I'm 80 feet away. Well, shit. And more than that, because you're not at the tree line. He's 80 feet from the tree line. 80 feet from tree line. So, well, she's isn't gonna do something. Well, I had a plan, folks. Plans are good. Plans can change. This girl is 60 feet. She's... Nothing. She is uh, 80 feet from the tree line, and you are 5, 10, you're about 20. So yeah. she's about 100 feet away. Uh, <laughs> you guys know that Steven bought me spell cards, and I forgot them at home. Oh, no. It happens. It's okay. That's why we use D&D. D&D, D&D Beyond. beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, I'm trying to see if any of my healing spells... No. Nothing. I got nothing to heal. You gotta get back here, is the, the key. Uh, yes. 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 Any suggestions? Any things you would like you, to um, Think about that for a second. I gotta go run and do something super quick. Cool. This is a chance Oh, to... so we're still rolling. Um, yeah, so just we can, keep rolling. We, now we go to the. Now we go to the. Oh, gone. We, we go to the Celestial Goat commentary on the situation. Um, yes, uh, I th- this is a, quite an interesting battle here. Um, I, I think it's very exciting. Roman Carlton is uh, is stalwart, but his his taking it been taken out of the fight has made this much much more exciting. Yes, in in home country we call this situation a a dirty rock because your rock is now dirty and you cannot boil it in the soup like you would pretend potato. It is just a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> Um, but we are going to go to Shadow live, live from the battlefield right now. We have some coverage from, from our bear, the bear, the bear shadow that believes it can fart out fire. Shadow, are, are, are you hearing us loud and clear? What are you seeing on the field? Do you have anyone you can interview? Anybody on the street giving us the, the 
I'm just so happy to be on the announced team. I want to say all the Elvenoids are doing so well, especially Travancore, who managed to hit a little girl with an arrow. Well, no one is surprised that Shadow doesn't know how to be a correspondent. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Go, go, brother. If you can't do it, no, I can't. <laughs> there is actually uh, several labor laws that do not exist in home country. Oh, we were supposed to be figuring out what... You are supposed to be figuring out. Nope, you got animal commentary on the fight. (laughs) What would you like to do? You've had time to mow. I don't want to drop out of the order. I think Bernie may just, like, move and ready in action. She's going to move towards the, like... She's going to move towards southeast. She's going to skirt her own thing. Okay. uh, Yeah, you would know where it is, She knows where it is. She's not going to be in firing range. And she's gonna wait there for Carlton to come back so she can heal him because that's and what she thinks the best course of action is right now. All right, so you're holding an action of healing Carlton when he is within your range of healing. Yeah, perfect. Who's next? Uh, next is Shadow. Okay, so Shadow's been hanging back and like trying to ready an attack, and no one's coming in this direction yet. So he's gonna try something a little different. He wants to do like I don't know how close they are, if it's possible, with the scent still in the air, like a smell check to see if he can identify in any way, shape, or form what like these things are. How far away is he? He's like eight. Uh, he's next to Bernie, so he's more, more than eighty feet. Yeah, he, he can try. He can he can make a perception check. All right, I got advantage on perception checks, I believe, because of keen smell. So here we go. Yep. Oh, that one doesn't matter. Oh, he can have advantage. Doesn't matter. Oh. So, Shadow rolled two ones. <gasps> oh, no. Why does Shadow fail at smelling anything? So I don't know how canon this part of the game is, but he was so excited to be on the announced team that he totally... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, he had one no. job and he didn't even interview them. And he's, he's just feeling so like despondent. And he's worried about like oh, Bucks no. and, and Co- Coco's new judging him because he thinks they're the cool kids. Oh. Well, he does move, and he does see Carlton next to this pile of goop. He doesn't see the other thing. Anything else for Shadow? Nah, he's... he's, he's he feels shame as a minor action. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, monsters. Okay. Carlton, the goop next to you would like you to make another wisdom saving throw. Uh, can I see that? Hey, can that's going to be a 21. It? Yay! Oh, you can see it, but it is not a spell. Okay. I was about to feel bad about... Blowing a third level spell to, so you wouldn't have to roll that 19. That nope, I understand. So you'll take half damage and Fine. you will not end up being drained more. Oh, damn. So 32, half a 32 so psychic damage. How's our boy doing? And then this creature reaches out to you and, and tries to drain your mind again. You can feel every Get time. Get out of my head! Every time she does it, you feel yourself getting less and less effective. And you manage to kind of, like, almost pull away from her at the last second. It still hurts, but you don't get any worse. And then this amorphous, gelatinous figure dissolves into a puddle of nothing. And the male figure that is 30 feet away kind of gives you this dead-eyed stare and dissolves into a red, gelatinous puddle of nothing. And they need you to make a perception check. Uh, So that's 16 on the die. That'll be a 22. You can smell sulfur in the air. There's a strong... Guys, someone farted. Really bad odor actually, of sulfur. Honestly, that's pretty on par for what Carlton thinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's a range of his experience. Carlton checks his own pants after that experience. <laughs> you smell this sulfur, you look around, 
you don't see any other creatures. All of you actually at this moment, as these things kind of dissolve into nothing, take the moment and look around. You, you don't see anything. Nothing else happens. And we're going to pause there. Oof. As this creature seems to be gone for the moment. Carlton, you are still memory drained. So you'll want to keep that in mind for the next time we get together. Uh, and next time we'll see what happens as you've encountered at least one of the creatures that seems to want to get into the Grove of Ekthiarn. Damn. Okay. I, uh, I am so excited that we got to play, like being able to look at you in person and being able to stand here. And I know it ended up being a short game and, but this was so much fun. This was, I was just grinning like an idiot this entire time seeing us play in real, like in the same room. Yeah, like in real time and not having to worry about lag and not having to worry about like talking over each other and not having to worry about any of that that we ever have to. And then like just being able to see your reactions to things. So, so thank you everybody. Oh shit moments. So at this point. The the look on a barbarian's face in DMs like, roll a wisdom save. That's my least favorite one. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Year patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Michael LaPointe, a.k.a. Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.